Welcome in to the podcast. Welcome in to the NFL Draft special podcast here on the starting lineup. We've been teasing it all week, and it's finally here. The NFL Draft. Who goes number one? What do our area teams do? Who do they select? We'll find out. But that's not what we're doing here. Everybody does the uh, mock draft style of a draft this week. And uh, with the weeks leading up to it, everybody knows how big of an NFL draft guy I am. So uh, we decided to do a little bit differently here on the uh, starting lineup. And as we've said all week, it's Travis Sparks. Eric Fry is on a location. And the starting lineup, again, is complete again with a three. Three man a crew as that's right we like to bring in our third man who is the third man well we find out here today and it's Derek Warren what's up Derek not too much uh, here for the NFL draft uh, we're doing our own fantasy draft here but uh, it's a big week for all NFL teams this week and I don't know. I'm a big NFL guy. Not much of any other sport, but NFL for sure. Right. You are the go-to football guy. Any football question that you need to know, Derek probably knows it. Well, I'm not an encyclopedia, but I... I know his. I know a little bit of history in NFL. Yeah, NFL for for sure, and he's also a Bears fan as well. For better or worse, worse lately. Or soul. Why do you do this to yourself? <laughs> Torture. Uh, well, yeah. Well, we'll see what they uh, would what they would do in the draft. They're not on the clock uh, now. They got rid of that number one uh, overall selection. Got so. A hole, though. Yeah, they did, and they got they already got their franchise guys. So why would they uh, why would they need the number one pick for uh, for a quarterback? I don't know. Will Anderson looked pretty pretty good on that defensive line. Uh, I guess next time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> Not gonna get him. <laughs> They're at uh, number nine, even if you stay there, uh, Bub. Uh, well, uh, welcome in to the uh, draft. Welcome, uh, Derek, pulling you in here with uh, your NFL knowledge. Welcome, and uh, we're gonna be doing uh, the uh, NFL go team basically uh we're trying to compile the uh, greatest of all time a team uh here and uh, eric you want to explain some of the rules here yeah so everyone will have to draft two quarterbacks three running backs four wide receivers slash tight ends one offensive line group one defensive line group one linebacker group one defensive back group a kicker a kick returner and a punter and one uh, punt returner and a coach and a coach. We can't forget about have the a coach to coach at all. Yeah, I can't forget about the, the coach patrolling the uh, sidelines. So there you go. We'll see who compiles the uh, best team here. And it's a, a snake draft. Everyone knows how much we enjoy snake drafts on uh, the uh, yep. starting lineup. And hey, it's the NFL draft. So thought we'd tie that in uh, perfectly. So uh, how is this snake draft uh, going to work? Who who is the lucky person who gets the number one pick? So after an extensive scientific research of questioning knowledge and putting things into a randomizer 10 times, uh, it spit out the following draft order. It will be Travis, followed by me, followed by Derek. Ah, oh, man, a lucky guy with the uh, number one pick. So but, many choices. Yeah. And Derek picking last in your debut on the starting lineup, but you get the turn and you get two in a row. So 
Yeah, I'll take it. It's uh, always nice to have the back-to-back uh, selections uh, for sure. So a lot of uh, people out here to uh, pick, a lot of defensive units to uh, pick from here with the uh, number one pick. So let's not uh, waste any more time and uh, let's get this thing started. Let's get our greatest of all time team that we can uh, compile. Let's get it started. So I am on the clock and, well, I think I know uh, what my first selection will be. The pick is in uh, with our uh, fancy uh, pick ticker sounder as uh, my uh, number one overall pick here in the uh, NFL all-time draft. As uh, I'm going to go a little against the grain here, and I am going to go with a strong defensive unit, and I'm going to go with my uh, number one overall selection, uh, the uh, Legion of Boom Seattle Seahawks secondary crew. As, of course, uh, they were led uh, by uh, Richard. Sherman. Uh, they also had a Camp Chancellor as well, and Earl Thomas uh, back there, Brandon Browner as well, and uh, Maxwell as well compares the secondary, even though those three guys, basically Chancellor, Sherman, and Thomas were the uh, three guys that are most talked about. And, and then, you know, in the 2014 season or 2014 year, they won the Super Bowl and just destroyed the Denver Broncos. Made them look silly. It was like 43 to 8 or something like that. It was just bad. That hike over Peyton Manning's head was the start of a bad game for the entirety. Yeah, the uh, secondary unit, the uh, Legion of Boom, they haunted my nightmares uh, for years with the uh, Seahawks. Being a Rams fan, of course, it kind of pained, pained me to pick them number one. You can't argue with their success. Nope, nah, not at all. They were nope. very successful back-to-back Super Bowls, and uh, the Legion of Boom was a part of that, and uh, the secondary in particular. Yep. So uh, my number one pick, the Legion of Boom. Like throwing through a bunch of trees back there, too. They're all over six foot, seemed like. So. Yeah. No matter where you threw it, they were going to go up for the ball. Mm-hmm. Dominate unit right there. Eric, I believe you're up. With my pick. All right, pick is in, Travis. Okay. All right, I am going with what I think is the most important singular position on the field, and that is the quarterback position. It all starts and ends with the quarterback, and I am going with the most consistent quarterback of our generation, uh, and that is Tom Brady. I don't like him. I don't like this pick. I don't like that I'm picking this guy, but to me, you talk about success, you talk about consistency, you talk about you know the postseason success. You got to go Tom Brady. He's one more court, one as many, if not more, Super Bowls than any other quarterback in history. So I got to go Tom Brady. Yeah, everyone knows uh, my feelings on the show about Tom Brady. He's not my GOAT, but uh, first quarterback off the board is Tom Brady. Yeah, you can't argue like with Like I said, success. I hate myself for picking him. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to like him, but you got to respect his uh, resume at the very least. Yeah, I, I well, guess. you have to respect the way that you, you have to respect that he really did anything he could to win. Yeah, I, I guess so. You know, had yeah. the officials in the back pocket, had a couple of Super Bowls gifted <laughs> yep. to him. You know, in the modern era, though, he was one of the few quarterbacks to actually take a pay cut so he could have a better team around him. So that that's something I think other quarterbacks could learn from. It's very true. I will say that I will yep. give him props for doing that. 
He, he yep. wasn't the highest paid player, even though he probably should no. have been. But Even though he's he did it for made, the team, made more than any of the other quarterbacks now through any sort of uh, endorsements or whatever he is part of. That's true. Well, and just longevity, and you think of yeah. consistency. Like I said, he had one year where he wasn't on the field for a majority of the games. Other than that, he was on the field. Yeah, yeah that one significant injury, but that was pretty much it. Yeah, the Matt Castle year, and then he fooled the the Chiefs, and they and the rest is history there. I think it ended up working. Uh, do you not have You're Matt Castle on, on your short list? No, I do not. You? <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> not on the short list. Not, not particularly. Did not make the short list for for me either. All right, so that's a solid pick right there for the number one pick for Eric. And all right, Derek, you are up here. Yeah, I was going back and forth before, but offense and defense. Uh, I start in the trenches usually because I feel like that's where the game is won and lost. But I'll go with defense. The Purple People Eaters is the one that I got to go with with number one pick. Purple People Eaters of the uh, Vikings. They uh, ruled there of the uh, 70s. And they got a couple of Hall of Famers there. Carl Eller and Alan Page were those two that are in uh, Canton. And uh, they were a beast there for the uh, Vikings in the 70s. Yeah, they went to four Super Bowls. They didn't win any of them, but they went to four of them. And I feel like their defensive line was a big part of that. Yeah, definitely. And, hey, I mean, I think we got our nicknames down legion of boom purple people eaters some pretty solid uh nicknames there to start the draft for us you know you've made it on it as a defensive unit if you're named if you got a a name that you're known by yeah some sort of nickname you know you made it yeah definitely uh for sure so uh there you go you got the uh, defensive line of the uh, vikings for Derek's first pick and uh, snake draft style so uh you get to go again here Yeah, and I've been looking up some offensive linemen or offensive line stats as a whole, and I like to go uh, with newer ones on offense because they're a little bit faster, seem to be. And so I think I'm going to go with uh, the Cowboys' offensive line when they had Demarco Murray around that time. Cowboys' offensive line. That would have been about around 2012, 2014. I was going to say you don't know what year. No, I, I just started thinking about this. Like, the Cowboys offensive line has been dominant for for about a five- or six-year period here lately, and they've kind of tapered off here in the last few years. But that would be my pick. Marco Murray. When did Marco Murray? He was a beast there for a while. He fooled like the – One or two years, yeah. He fooled the Titans in paying him, I think. He did, yeah. Let's see. Hmm. 2011 was his rookie year. Mm. It may have been that year. He had one big year with the Cowboys where he almost broke a record. But their offensive line... The I think it was his second... Second year? Second year. Yeah, the, the offensive line for the Cowboys has at least two All-Pros on it, uh, even to this point. And right. Because they've stayed with them. And, like I said, newer offensive linemen because they... Uh, or at least a new era. Because I feel like the NFL sped up here in the, in the last... Uh, 10, 15 years or so, quite a bit. And have an agile offensive lineman, they, they get out on the edge and uh, get out in front of the running backs who are also really fast now. And I feel like that that helps. So in uh, 2014, uh, DeMarco Murray rushed for 1,845 yards. He was the third in the MVP, and he was the offensive player of the year that year. So 2014 offensive line for the Cowboys would probably be yeah. the one you would select. 
I got my trenches now. Yeah, he's got he's got yep. it in the trenches. So what was that year again? One more time. Uh, 2014 Cowboys offensive line. All right, we're going 2014 officially. Mm-hmm. Yep. Eric is. Okay. Is, is next. it my turn? It is your turn. All righty. Well, I was kind of going along the same lines as Derek, thinking of the trenches, thinking offensive line. Um, so I am going, and and I get what you're saying, Derek, about you know the new age, but to me. It all depends on the style of football you're wanting to play and who your sure. players are. So I'm going to go with the offensive line, and they don't get a whole lot of love, but I'll tell you why I'm picking this one. And that is the 1997 Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line. They were first in rushing yards a game. They averaged 154.9 yards per game. They were eighth in the league in rushing yards per attempt, 4.3 yards per attempt, 19 touchdowns on the year, and their sack percentage which was second in the league. And with Tom Brady, who we all know is not a very mobile quarterback, I'm going to need a line that can hold up for a while. And that's exactly what this Pittsburgh Steeler line from 97 did. Mm, Yeah, that's uh, that's true. There's been lots of Pittsburgh offensive lines that have been good over the years. This was just one of them. Yeah, this one had John Jackson, Will Will Fork, uh, uh, DeMonte Dawson, who was a first-team All-Pro and a Pro Bowl that year as well. So, uh, not one that's usually talked about very often, but just looking at the numbers, they were pretty pretty dominant. The uh, first Steelers unit is off the board. A unit like that always known for their running game with the Steelers, so you know the offensive line has to be fairly good if the running game is working. Right. Yeah, definitely. All right, so uh, that would uh, bring to my pick. My uh, second pick, I kind of like how we're going uh, uh, with the uh, units here in the interior uh, because uh, my second pick is going to be this, and uh, it is the early pick of the 1985 Bears defensive line. So I'm going defensive line for the Bears with Richard Dent, Dan Hampton, Steve Mongo McMichael, and William the Refrigerator Perry. Again, nicknames didn't even uh, cross my mind until that, but uh, they averaged 10 uh, points or less 13 different times during the season in which they finished 15-1. and one. Uh, They allowed a total of 311 yards and 10 sacks in the uh, postseason alone. They had six turnovers forced in uh, the uh, Super Bowl. I know a lot of the uh, uh, whole entire unit can be credited with that, but uh, they had seven uh, sacks as a whole to the 85 Bears, and you had uh, one of the MVPs was Richard Dent of that Super Bowl there, and uh, Dent and Hampton are both in the Hall of Fame. The Refrigerator Perry, he's in the Hall of Fame. But it's not the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's the WWE <laughs> Hall of Fame. And then Mongo, of course, he's one of the top 100 Bears of all time. And he also has wrestling connections as well, being a commentator and being a part of the Four Horsemen as well. So uh, 85 Bears defensive line for my second pick. The non-Bears fan taking a Bears uh, lineba- or defensive line core. Uh, two picks. Hey. I love you it. Can't, yeah, you can't argue with their defense. Yeah, that 85 team was amazing. If it wasn't for the one miracle in Miami. Yeah, uh, right. Team, the way they did it. But, yeah, the, every one of those guys is good. And William, the refrigerator pair, they even used them on offense as uh, a running back, even though they didn't really need to. Yeah. But, 
he, he was, stole a t- Super Bowl touchdown from Walter Payton. Yeah, like he couldn't have been the fullback That's to get right. in front of Walter Payton. Like, come on. He never got a chance to score a Super Bowl touchdown again. Yeah. But, yeah. Get going. <laughs> Way to go, Mike Ditka. Yeah. But it's – you can't go wrong with that defensive line, really. They're one of the best in the league, for, or one of the best in history for a reason. One of the best ever, for sure, of the uh, 85 Bears defensive line. All right, so uh, I'm uh, back-to-back here with the uh, snake draft. So, all right, so uh, let's get the pick is in. So I need to finally uh, get on the board here and uh, not take a, a unit here. So uh, with my uh, first pick, it's going to be an offensive pick, and you can't go wrong. I'm happy that this guy has slipped to me. I'm going uh, the GOAT. Already, Eric had the GOAT, supposed GOAT at the quarterback position. I'm taking the GOAT at wide receiver, and that's Jerry Rice. The best wide receiver to play the game, more than likely. Of course, his 49er years. Of course, not. Oh, you're not counting the Raiders. Yes, the Raiders are decent, but I'm not talking about the Seahawks where he finished his career there in those ugly uniforms. But Travis, no one else but you remembers that. (laughs) I know. I'll never forget it. I remember he went to the Raiders. I didn't remember he went to the Seahawks. Yeah. I remember now. Mm Hmm. Yep, I can always remember that. Yeah, Joe Montana couldn't have done it alone, so he had Jerry Rice there to help him through the Super Bowls there in the 80s. And he went and helped Steve Young after that, too, being one of the best wide receivers in the game. Yep. The best at the time, so probably the best in all of history, So uh, at least so how it's written so far. As a Cowboys fan, I hated Jerry Rice. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a lot of matchups there in the playoffs uh, in the 80s, and not uh-huh. all of them went the Cowboys' way. Yeah, I'm sure he was a thorn in your yep. side for quite a while. Yep, thorn in a lot of people's sides there. Uh, of course, he uh, made the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame in uh, 2010 and was uh, ranked uh, in the NFL All-100 team as well as he played four years there in Oakland and the uh, 49er years was from 85 to 2000, uh, compiled over 1,500 uh, yards, uh, 197 receiving touchdowns. So it doesn't get any better than Jerry Rice. I got my pick, Travis. All right. Go for it. All right. I am going. I already have my my quarterback. Like I said, I talked about my offensive line. Tom Brady, I feel, is at best when he's got a good run game behind him. So I'm going Adrian Peterson. Ooh. AP. Stole one of my picks, but he can't. AP during his prime was unstoppable. He was a beast. By himself. Now you put him behind a good offensive line and a quarterback who loves the play-action pass. That's a deadly offense. I am just, uh, I'm disgusted that he was the first running back picked. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's a great running back, but there's a lot of other running backs you could have went with there. There, there are. I agree, but for me and the the type of team I am building, I think he fits best. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. You gotta. We talked it. about the Steelers' offensive line and how many yeah. rushing attempts and rushing yards they had that year. That was with Jerome Bennis as a rookie. 
that wasn't a great running back they had at that time. Now put a great running back behind that offensive line. I think that that is a, a deadly combination. Yeah, and when Adrian Peterson was, uh, when he had his biggest year, the Vikings offensive line was good, but not the best in the league. So you put him right. with those statistics that year behind a better offensive line, he would have broken the record and then some. Adrian Peterson, first running back off the board. Adrian Peterson. AP all day is apparently the way to go. All right, so uh, that's Eric's pick. Derek, you're up next. All right, I've drafted both offensive and defensive lines now. I think I'm going to go with uh, running back as well. I'm going to go with Walter Payton. Sweetness. Yeah. Walter Payton was the heart and soul of the Bears during the 80s for a, a lot of the time. Even whenever they had bad teams, he was still the only good good thing you could see on that offense. And then they finally got it all put together and they won a Super Bowl. But he yep. was the most consistent thing on that team for the longest time during the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yep. Definitely one of the, the greatest to ever do it, uh, for sure. The iconic images of him jumping uh, over defensive lines and the whole offense and defensive lines, I guess. Yeah, but, he was uh, the mo- one of the most shifty running backs that you would come across up to that point until Barry Sanders came around. He was probably one of the, one of the shiftiest ones in the league. Mm-hmm. He would make peop- two or three people miss and keep going and then run over the next guy. Yep. So he had both power and speed to go with it. Yep, definitely. So uh, great pick there for Derek picking Walter Payton. All right, you're up next again. Back-to-back picks here. Who you got? All right, I think I'm going to go back to defense. Um, I'm going to go with the 85 Bears linebacking core. Got Singletary in there. He was the uh, the leader on defense. He always had those those eyes that would stare across to the quarterback, and so you know that you were in his crosshairs. And there was a, there was Wilbur Marshall, I believe, in there as well. And mm-hmm. it was it was hard to stop that defense as a whole. But the linebacking core really stood out, because, not just because of Singletary, because they were all over the field and they were in the right position, which had a lot to do with lots to do with coaching too. Oh, yes. The classic coaching, for sure, of uh, Mr. Ryan, Buddy Ryan. He and Ditka didn't always see eye to eye, but they knew they were good at what they did, so they stuck Mm -hmm. with them. They won the Super Bowl for the trouble, too. Mm -hmm. Right. Always uh, kind of clap there. Otis Wilson, Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, yep. Mike Richardson. Um, No, that was a corner. So... Wilbur Marshall, Singletary, Otis Wilson. There might have been some switch in there every now and then, but those mm-hmm. were the three mainstays through that 85 season. And yep. uh, They brought home the, the trophy at the end. So the, you got the defensive line. I got the linebacking core. All that's left is the secondary now. We'll see who picks that one. Hmm. If, if somebody picks it. If someone does that. I think it's most popular, the linebacking core and defensive line core for sure. All right, so Eric, it is uh, now your turn. You're up. Yes, and do I think it's too early to get this position? Yes. But do I want to make sure I get this guy? Yes. So I'm going Devin Hester, kick returner. The greatest kick returner in the history of the NFL, and I want to get him. Just going to shake up the entire draft, huh? All right. I am. Wow. Devin Hester. I, I think it's too early, but I don't want to get an also ran. So I want Devin Hester. <laughs> want the best. Yeah, obviously. I mean, as a Bears fan, I, I can sing his praises up and down all day. But, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He was the best kick returner. And he, yep. had, he was the best punt returner, too. Absolutely. His rookie year was electric. Yep, it was. 
Oh man, Devin Hester, this early. <laughs> this early. That's crazy. Hester, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. It's always got to be that one guy. I'm a wild card. Always got to be that one guy. Look at all these bears that we have selected right? so far. <laughs> we bears fans are we homers, mate. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, it's the only bear I've picked. That's true. Yeah. It's true, but uh, Devin has the only bear that's not defense for sure. Yeah, <laughs> didn't he start yeah. out as a corner? He though? started out as the cornerback. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, and college he was, but they tried to make him into wide receiver, and it didn't work. So. No, no, that didn't work at all. Yeah, they tried to use his explosiveness. And the... well, to be fair to Hester, the uh, the Bears coaches then didn't really know much about offense at all. So I would mm-hmm. I would have yeah. thought he would be more natural at running back back then, but. To be fair to Hester, the Bears teams during those eras sucked. Except for one year, yeah, and then and then they couldn't finish the deal. And that one year was based entirely on the defense. It had nothing to do with Rex <laughs> Grossman and the offense. Well, and Hester, too. He was the half their offense, so, yeah. yeah. Basically, yeah. Rex Grossman. Yeah, I remember the, the Cardinals game where they almost Didn't lost. Didn't make my short list. <laughs> no? No. Hmm. Maybe if we were doing, like, all-time bus I mean, Rex Grossman would probably learn something backing up Tom Brady, if we're honest. So, <laughs> yeah, maybe. I remember whenever he had the beginning of one of those years, he was with Washington, and he they had a winning record to begin with. He's like, "Oh, I'm going to lead this to the team to the playoffs," and then they they flamed out. Yeah, no, nope. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Not meant to be Rex. Didn't uh, didn't end up happening. Old uh, Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman, Shane McMahon, Jim Miller. You know, we can just keep going. Kyle uh, Jim Miller. Kyle Orton was actually the be- the most consistent out of that bunch. I think. Yeah. He just didn't have the arm. Yeah. And Thomas Jones is running back. And Cedric Benson. Yeah. Cedric Benson, there we go. <laughs> now this is real starting and like a nostalgia trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. All right, let's move on here. Pick is in for my next pick, and I'm going to go with the running back position as well. And I'm going to go Barry Sanders here. Probably number two only to Walter Payton in history. So that's my opinion. That there's a lot of people yep. that put him. He had one. to. Uh, he had to retire early, just like a Detroit I, line would do. Yeah. Well. Right. I mean, Derek, your your claim there. I Emmett Smith says hi. But yeah, true. Emmett Smith had more longevity and a better team around him too. But Derek, he also had more yards at the end of the day. Definitely. Yes. According to this so. list that I'm looking at, ranks Emmett Smith fourth. Fourth. Yep. Well, I get two of them, but what's the third one? Dickerson. Mm, we'll see. Yeah. Could uh, be someone's pick. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if someone thought about him or not. But, but I mean, you had the, about a ten-year stretch there where he was the best running back in the league, and nobody could catch him. It was like trying to catch air. Yeah. So. He's, oh yeah. Barry Sanders was a cheat code before cheat code. <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, ever try to watch highlights of him and the defensive trying to catch him, one of the most elusive players ever. And uh, I could watch Barry Sanders highlights all day. Unfortunately, he played for the Detroit Lions and he had Which a lot of... why he retired early. Right. Yeah. Detroit will do that to a person. Yeah. He did get elected to the Hall of Fame in 2004 and, of course, made the all-time team for the NFL's 100 in 2019. So, 
Barry Sanders is my next pick at the running back position. All right, so I get back-to-back picks here. So my next pick here is also going to be defense, and I am going to go with the 2000s Ravens linebacker core. But yeah, the Ravens. You're good the, on that, Travis. That's a, a great pick. Yeah, Ray Lewis, and I don't care who else is on there, but Ray, Ray Lewis definitely sealed that linebacker group and had them in the right position at all times. And, well, their, their Super Bowl pretty well just uh, solidified that, and they were dominant yep. in every facet of the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, just Ray Lewis, just in general, just one of the most intimidating guys ever and uh, got a Trent Dilfer uh, Hall of Fame quarterback in my in my eyes because he won a Super Bowl because of the Ravens defense but right. he's a Super Bowl champion because of that yep yep he did get a Super Bowl yes uh, Hall of Fame maybe not but he was definitely Super Bowl winning quarterback hey that that's all you need in my eyes <laughs> to be a Hall of Famer to Nick Foles too yeah <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> <laughs> feel like this might be a topic we've been down before uh, yes <laughs> yes many times jamie sharper part of that peter baldwin ballware excuse me yeah, as well yeah all kinds of good names on that defense uh led by none other than ray lewis i mean that linebacking core was second to none mm-hmm. yep so 2000s ravens linebacker core for me I, I like that with your fifth pick travis uh it's a steal yeah, it is. All right, so Eric, you are next. Yep. All right, I am going with someone who, I to me, just based on the intangibles and just based on pure athleticism of what they did during their career, I'm sticking with offense. I know I've done nothing but offense, but I'm going wide receiver and I'm going Randy Moss. One of the best to ever play. Randy Moss had jumped prime, around. Prime Randy Moss was a different category. Yeah, he was legit. You know, those Vikings years where he's, you know, just torching defenses and then later on, you know, his cup of coffee with the Patriots and, and, and stuff like that. And so I already got Brady. Him and Brady already know each other. Good combination. Yeah, started out with the Vikings. He went to Patriots had oh. the stellar season you obviously think of as 2007. Right. Mm-hmm. Then after that, he even went to the 49ers, had a chance to win another Super Bowl there as well. He just. And don't forget, he was in Oakland too. Oh, right. He was. Yeah. Right. Yep. There's yep, another. He was in te- Oakland. There's another team there listed. Oh, really? What's that? I didn't think that. I completely forgot about the 49ers, but in the 2010, the Titans. Really? Oh, wow. Is it just one year? We're not talking yeah. about not those years, Travis. <laughs> one year, yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, those are the dark years. Well, and then I guess he joined up with the uh, Vikings uh, as well in 2010, uh, but then uh, he joined up with the uh, 49ers in 2012. If you don't get to count Jerry Rice Seahawks years, I don't get <laughs> yes. to count Randy Moss's post-Patriots years. Yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get it. It's it's prime time, prime time. Randy Moss, yeah, straight cash, homie. Him and him and Tom Brady setting the record for most touchdown passes and, and catches uh, by a wide receiver, you know, quarterback duo that year that they almost went undefeated. And it was only beaten by Peyton Manning years later, and that was when he had a, a stacked offense. So mm-hmm. yeah. can't go wrong with Randy Moss, one of the best to ever play. Twenty eighteen, a Pro Football Hall of Famer. Yep. All right, so rounding out things uh, today is uh, Derek, you are up. 
All right. Well, with this pick, I've got two out of my three uh, defensive units picked, so I'm going to pick the third one here. I'll go with the, uh, I think it's 2000 or 2002 Bucks, whichever one they won the Super Bowl in. I forget. Uh, well, you can go 2000s. 2000s. Yeah. Well, anyway, that the secondary from their Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, I think it was 01. 01. But they, they always had good defenses, but their secondary stood out. Had uh, the likes of uh, Rondé Barber, mm-hmm. Dwight Smith, John Lynch. John Lynch is a ah, yes. the, the big one, the big namer on that one. And then uh, mm-hmm. Dexter Jackson as well. I don't necessarily know that one, but John Lynch was one of the best uh, safeties to ever play. And uh, that defense led them to a Super Bowl that year, so the secondary was uh, one of the big reasons why. Dexter Jackson. Rondé Barber. They were always known for their big hitting in the back end as well. Mm-hmm. John Lynch especially. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Dexter Jackson was the MVP of yeah. that Super Bowl. And that was also the year that uh, John Gruden wound up going to the the uh, Bucks and beat his old team in the Super Bowl. So he might have known yep. some of the plays they were calling. Mm. Old Chucky. So that is my pick. And my defense is all rounded out now. Look at that. Derek's got the Derek, defense down. I was going to say, Derek's got his whole defense. I haven't picked a single defensive one yet. <laughs> well, I'll be getting to offense. It's there. I just You already picked the best uh, returner, though, Eric, so that's going to be that's tough. That's okay. I, this is how I wanted. I wanted defense last because now I got the pick of the litter for whoever I want. Pick of the litter. That's right. Because, Travis, you've already got your linebackers and your secondary and, and your line. So and I was like, yeah, I guess I got mine filled out too. Yeah, you got your whole defense. Derek has his whole defense, so I can pick whoever I want now and not have to burn those picks well, this early. I can wait till the end. Yeah, my thinking was with picking defense first was I think defense wins championships. Maybe I'm old-fashioned, but then there's always all kinds of wide receivers and running backs listed as some of the best to ever play. So I feel like there's going to be plenty available in the later rounds. Yeah, I kind of fell that same way with not going quarterback anywhere. Uh, here, there's just take your pick. There's yeah, a lot there's of great quarterbacks out there. You can't go wrong with any of them. So, and with a star-studded offense around him, uh, and an above-average to good quarterback can make it work. Mm-hmm. Even though the, they may not be the best quarterback, if they have a good team around them. Welcome back in. Welcome to day two of the greatest team of all time draft here on the starting lineup. And all three of us are back here ready to go here for day two, round two, whatever you want to call this. We're we're back with more picks, another round of picks. Yeah, let's get going. So uh, See who picks who here. Yeah, right. We'll see what kind of picks that we got here for you today and as we uh, left off on the uh, snake draft as i remember right Derek, you were the last person to pick and snake draft style you were the next up so 
I believe hey, is your term, my friend. You get the first one of day two. Uh, day two, the last pick you had was the 2000 Buccaneers secondary. As uh, your defense is a set, my defense is a set. You also took offensive line last time out as well. We'll kind of recap it probably uh, next time as yeah. we uh, as we go along here. So uh, starting off at day two. Uh, get us started who is the first pick in day number two all right i picked all the like you said all the defense and the offensive line so all the group picks are done so now mm-hmm. i get to pick individual players and i think i'll start off with probably my favorite nfl player of all time larry fitzgerald from the arizona Ooh, cardinals larry number fitzgerald one wow and he uh, i started watching the cardinals whenever they made their super bowl run back in i think it was 08 that was their only time they lost it but i love watching fitzgerald play in that uh, playoff run he was electric and the statistic that always gets to me sticks out in my mind is he's got more uh tackles than he does drops in his mm-hmm. career and that's a statistic that i don't know if anybody will be able to top oh no that's I... not necessarily a good stat and it shows the bad quarterbacks he's played with throughout his career yeah yeah, he had some trash quarterbacks. Uh, Kurt Warner kind of a second lease on life for Kurt, at least. And, yeah, Fitz had some terrible quarterbacks otherwise. Yeah, when uh, Kurt Warner kind of rejuvenated his career down there in Arizona and took them to the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Couldn't finish the job, but they were against a tough Steelers team. Yeah. Uh, but then the, late in Fitzgerald's career, he got Carson Palmer as well and made some noise in the playoffs a couple times with him as well. Mm, that's all right. Could never get there uh, as far as Kurt Warner did, though. But, yeah. The that statistic is a testament to all the other bad quarterbacks besides those two. It's nice, Larry Fitzgerald off the board there. So I definitely uh, like that pick. Definitely uh, burned my Rams uh, a few times in his career. So burned, the, burned my Bears a few times. Got some. Got some mad respect but for uh, Larry Fitzgerald. The good thing about it is he beat the Packers twice in the playoffs. And that's true. <laughs> Those two crazy games that oh, the were. Cardinals and Packers were involved in. Uh, I know one in overtime, I remember. Yeah, uh, I think the other one was in overtime as well. Was, uh, was it? I knew it was high scoring. Yeah, but... it was high scoring, back and forth game, both of them. So yeah. it was fun to watch. It's crazy. All right, so Larry Fitzgerald gets us started here on day number two. I am going to stay kind of in that wide receiver area, Derek, but I'm going with the first tight end taken off the board. I'm going with Gronk. You know, I kind of saw that coming since you picked Tom Brady as well. Uh, But, I mean, you can't argue. He's always – he had some injury issues, but he was always there, always good with uh, running after the catch. Running after the catch, and he's Tom Brady's safety blanket. If I have Tom Brady as my quarterback, having Gronk in the in, there lined up just about eight yards down down the field for a nice second and ten play is a good good call, and he is deadly in the red zone. Judging from Travis's reaction, not his favorite pick, but yeah, you hey, can't argue I'm with picking, his success. I'm picking the team that would win, not the team I would like to watch <laughs> or root for. No, it's not that I, I don't like the pick. I love the pick, but that was my guy. That's uh, who I was going to okay, pick. I see. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> I figured. That's, uh, that's why yeah. I wanted to get my tight end first. Ah, uh, you stole them right out from underneath me and yeah. picked before me. And to kind of get I'm technical, sorry. I mean, uh, Tom Brady always liked having two tight ends on his offense. So having Gronk in there, he's got the safety outlet, and you know he's going to be able to get open. I mean, yep. that for a team that you're going for a greatest of all time team, having Brady and Gronk kind of makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Don't forget Randy Moss and Adrian Peterson, so... Yeah, that offense is kind of stacked. Now we got to figure out what you're going to do for defense. Oh, don't worry. I, I have the pick of the litter on defense. I'm yeah. waiting until my final four picks for the defense. I mean, yeah, we can't pick anymore. Yeah, we can't yes. pick anymore. So we're, already, yeah. we're already out, but duh. Love that, love that pick for uh, Gronk. You know, the only thing you can say uh, about him was that he had some injuries throughout his career that kind of hampered him uh, a little bit. But uh, still, uh, four-time Super Bowl champion and followed Tom, of course, to uh, Tampa after taking a year off. He was retired, and then when Brady jumped ship to the Bucks, Gronk just jumped with his best friend and ended up winning a Super Bowl. Well, the injuries kind of come with the territory with the tight end as well. He's over the middle of the field going against linebackers. He's also six but seven and that being tall as a tight end is great but if you have long legs it can be a problem with your knees yeah that's uh valid points right there so uh rob gronkowski off the board eric snatching him away good pick from me yes excellent pick there so uh, we move on into uh, my pick to reshuffle my board a little bit. Uh, The only other options, I'm just going to stick with the script here, but obviously I'll have to uh, change things around. And I am going to go with, I don't really like this guy's championship pedigree because he has none. But if you're Gronk's off the board, I got to pick Tony Gonzalez as my tight end. So uh, Tony Gonzalez is my pick. That was going to be my tight end pick. You got him. (laughs) Yeah, he was consistently good throughout his career. He was with the the Chiefs first and then the Falcons, if Mm -hmm. I remember right. And he was just good no matter where you put him. You could put him at receiver. uh, He could block. And he was tall like uh, Gronkowski. So... Can't really go wrong with uh, Tony Gonzalez at tight end. Uh, six-time All-Pro, 14-time a Pro Bowler, played in uh, Kansas City from 97 to 2008, and then he uh, jumped on with Atlanta in 09 through uh, 2013. And I loved his uh, celebration after he scored touchdowns, dunking it on the uh, goalpost, one of the iconic uh, celebrations. And he was also a Hall of Famer as well. He was inducted in 2019. So. Mm-hmm. You know, it seemed like he played for Atlanta longer, but only four or five years. Wow. He, he did a yep. lot in Atlanta, though, with Matt Ryan. Yeah, he did. So I already took one of my running back slots is taken up with Barry Sanders, but I am going to go and grab a, another running back, and I am going to go with, I said yesterday, who did we say? Emmett Smith, fourth, and, uh, well, number one on this list that I was looking at is this guy right here, and that is Jim Brown as my mm. second running back position. Jim Brown. Definitely a bruising running back. That was one of the best to ever do it. And like you said, top the top one on your list, he's top five pretty much on anybody's list. Uh, it's kind of like out of the uh, kind of time frame that we – we look at here kind of not like the modern era or anything kind of dominated way before our time 
up. Right. Uh, I was trying to pull up the stats here. He played from uh, Cleveland from 57 to uh, 65. He was a pro football Hall of Famer, all-time team for the NFL, 100, 106 rushing touchdowns. He could also uh, catch it out of the backfield as well. It has over 12,000 rushing yards, 15,000 all-purpose yards, and 126 total touchdowns uh, there. So kind of played when... The NFL kind of was dominated by defense and whatnot in that era, and he ended up uh, going on and been the NFL rushing champion eight times during his career, and he's also a four-time NFL MVP as well. So, uh, Mr. Jim Brown there is my pick. And I don't this- mind that call, Travis. Yeah, and a award that's now going mainly to quarterbacks. He was able to get it four times during his time, so that's yeah, f- kind of speaks for itself. Four-time MVP. All right, I'm going to stay in the running back room, and I already have Adrian Peterson, who I kind of think of more as like a a heavy downhill kind of running back. So I am going to pick someone who I think would complement him very well uh, as kind of a lighter, light-on-his-feet kind of guy, and I'm going LT, LaDainian Tomlinson. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, he he was a great running back with the Chargers in in his prime, and had the, one of the best seasons of a running back ever. So. Yep, and you put him behind a good offensive line, and, and I think, you know, he he was, like you said, Derek, had a nose for the end zone uh, throughout almost his entire career. Even as his, in his later years, from 10 yards out, he could get in the end zone no problem. So I think that's very beneficial. Right, yeah, he holds the uh, single-season rushing touchdown record uh, with uh, 28, according to uh, this list. And he also uh, rushed for a consecutive uh, 18 games in a row with a, a touchdown and is only behind Emmitt Smith and uh, Jerry Rice for uh, most touchdowns in NFL uh, history as well with 162. And was inducted into the Pro Hall Football Hall of Fame 2017. And had those that one or two years or one and two seasons with the Jets. Oh, right. Yep. He did go to the Jets. Wow. Yeah, I just remembered his Chargers days mainly. But yeah. yeah, he had some, a couple of good years there with the, the Chargers. with the visor, Mr. Oh, LT. Yeah. He was a he beast. Was... Well, since LaDainian Tomlinson was probably going to be my next running back pick, I'll go back to receiver this time. And one, another one like uh, Barry Sanders that uh, stopped his career a little bit earlier than most people intended. Going to go with Calvin Johnson, a.k.a. Megatron with my pick nice and that kind of complements on the other side with Fitzgerald you got the hands guy with Fitzgerald and then the the big body receiver that can beat double triple coverage with Calvin Johnson really either of them can but Calvin Johnson is the bigger of the two and I feel like they go well together I like that pick for you yeah kind of uh, an ultimate and a deep threat or red zone threat you just throw it up and just go up and get it I like how you said that, Derek. Another guy who was a victim of the Detroit play. Eight or nine years with all Calvin Johnson could handle with Detroit. While I can't really blame him, Detroit was a dumpster fire at the time. They've gotten better now. I wonder if he wishes he could come back out and play for him, but I don't know. He had Matthew Stafford, though, for the back half of his career, so he was able to get quite a bit in there. Right, yeah, he was inducted just a couple years ago into the Hall of Fame. He only played nine seasons there in Detroit, only 83 career touchdowns, 731 receptions, and over 11,000 yards in his nine-year career. But those were a great nine years and definitely a beast. The nine years uh, are what kind of hamper the statistics uh, for him. Yeah, yeah. 
the I'll always remember uh, a picture of how he was defended down at the goal line. It was basically like they were covering a punt return or a kick or uh, something like that that had two guys right up on him and try to basically have two guys press him at the same time, and he'd still beat it. Right. Yep. So. Yep. Yep. Megatron certainly was a beast. All right. So uh, Derek, you're up again. All right. Well, I think I will take uh, the quarterback. The first one that I will uh, take will be Joe Montana. I figure uh, he's top tops on a lot of people's list. I didn't. I'm, he's a little bit before my time, but uh, you can't argue with his success. Four Super Bowl victories. He did have Jerry Rice, but now he's got Larry Fitzgerald and Calvin Johnson to throw to on this team. So I think he'll be just fine. And mm-hmm. one of the most accurate quarterbacks in NFL history. Hey, everyone knows my feelings about about Joe Montana. He's my Perhaps. goat. He was the GOAT for the longest time. If it wasn't for Tom Brady, he would still be considered the GOAT uh, pretty much universally. But you can't argue with Brady's success. But before that, you couldn't argue with uh, his with uh, Montana's success either. Yeah, I know he had the greatest receiver of all time. But we just talk about arguments of uh, who's the GOAT in basketball. And it's LeBron and MJ. And we always compare the finals record. So the only thing I can do is compare the uh, Super Bowls with Montana and Brady. And Montana was 4-0, and and he never threw an interception in the Super Bowl either. Yep. 11 touchdowns, zero picks. Yeah, can't argue with that. He never turned the ball over. That was That's a big plus. Brady's had some losses in the Super Bowl, if I remember right. Yeah. Uh, yep. But he's also been there almost double the amount of time, so... Yeah, and look at the division that uh, Tom Brady played in for all those yeah. years, so... That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they had a few years in there where the Jets were competitive. Yeah, they did, but... Picking hairs here, guys. Picking hairs. <laughs> <laughs> this is a still a problem. This is still a hot topic for me. I will I not. I will not yeah. let this rest. It always will be for Travis. Tom Brady will always. not retire and be considered the goat in my book. All right. So I will be honest. I have a lot of personality on my team and a lot of over-the-top guys and a lot of what could be considered egos, possibly. So I need the ultimate team player who can also contribute. So I'm going wide receiver, and I'm going Marvin Harrison. Ooh, yeah. Kind of that quiet team player who's just going to come in, do his job, and do it well, and that's it. Can't argue with his success. We had Peyton Manning as well. That helps him. But he was... I'll always remember, I, I watch uh, old uh, NFL clips and stuff, and there was a, a quote from, I think it was Peyton Manning himself, said that uh, whenever they were in the Super Bowl against the Bears and it was pouring down rain, Marvin Harrison was the one that said they need to run the ball. And he said, yep. you don't ever hear a wide receiver say they need to run the ball. So I think that's that's a good pick. You say you got a lot of personalities. He's a team-first guy, and that just proves I mean- it. Brady, LT, Gronk, Devin Hester, Randy Moss, Adrian Peterson. There, there, there's, there's, there's the possibility for combustible elements there. Well, when he was talking about personalities, I thought he was going to go with another receiver that had some personality to it. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> we're going to have to really manage some egos there. <laughs> I thought you were going to coach with that pick, being saying you got to manage egos. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's true. We, we are picking a coach, so we have to uh, keep that in our back pocket. So. Yep. But uh, Marvin Harrison, a uh, nice, solid option uh, yep. there. He was a quiet leader uh, for sure, uh, one of the best. Yeah, he was uh, the number one receiver for the Colts before uh, Reggie Wayne got there. So he yep. was always the safety outlet for Peyton Manning. Absolutely, he was. When it had you know, for it, it became he was 
I like to say he was a big passing threat before passing became in vogue. I agree. He was always really good at getting open, finding the holes in the zone. For the record, Eric still has not picked any defense. Nope. Nice. I don't need to. He I said, can wait till true. Yeah, you can wait till the last three. Yeah, he said he was, he was saving them. So that's his strategy. So I don't have a quarterback either yet. I know that we have two slots to fill with signal callers there. So I'm going to go ahead and grab this one now just in case anyone is eager to grab it. And this may be a little controversial here with we're talking about greatest of all times. But I think when his career is done, he could be considered one of the greatest of all time. And I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. He's what six? This is his sixth year in the league now, and he's already yeah. get, been to three Super Bowls. Won two of them. I mean that pedigree is all, Super Bowl pedigree. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. I mean his career trajectory is right up there with the greatest of all time. And despite a few minor injuries here and there, he's been consistently in the in the game, uh, able to play. He's made some unbelievable throws, whether he's his feet are on the ground or not. And, right. And. You can't argue the pick. I mean, it's uh, he's one of the best already, and he's only five years in the league. And he can just make throws. That's just crazy. The no-look passes. <laughs> no-look passes. And, Got and other whatnot. people doing it, too. Just <laughs> slinging it all over the yard there. So go Patrick Mahomes with my next selection there. All right, so back-to-back picks here for me, and since I went with a quarterback position, I'm going to go with the offensive line that needs to protect one Patrick Mahomes, even though he can have the ability to scramble around as well. But hey, like Derek said, he's got some injuries that happen as well with his ankle and whatnot, so he's a little susceptible to that. So I need some uh, big hog mollies up there to uh, block for him. So I'm not going to go with the uh, hogs of Washington, even though I made that pun there. Uh, Until the other day when I was looking this up, I wasn't sure if I was going to go with this pick, but I will go with this offensive line because they have four, count them, four Hall of Famers on this squad. And I'm talking about the 1970s Oakland Raiders offensive line. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about him, but if there's four Hall of Famers on that line, then they must they be got, good. Yeah, they got to be doing something right. And yep. the Raiders of the '70s were always uh, tough to face, and the offensive line is obviously one of the reasons why. Um, Jim Otto was the uh, center, uh, Gene Upshaw, the guard, tackle Bob Brown, and tackle Art Shell. They're all in the Hall of Fame there and are widely regarded as some of the best ever at their respective uh, positions. Jim Otto, as the center, never missed a start in his entire career. And Shell was an eight-time pro bowler. Four Hall of Famers there on that offensive line will be protecting Patrick Mahomes. So, yeah, what, I like that. Yeah, what player can you say in today's NFL that hasn't missed a snap in their entire career up to this point? I mean, that is... Right, and especially in, you know, the offensive line and at center at that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you see so many injuries, some of them pretty uh, horrific on the offensive line. But for mm-hmm. for longevity like that, I mean, that that's worth its weight in gold in the offensive line. Absolutely. Alrighty, I am going to break the seal here, as it's known. I am taking a coach. I'm taking a coach who has had success, Super Bowl champion, 
knows how to manage personalities, and I think would do very well with this offense. I'm going Andy Reid. Ooh, Andy yeah, Reid. Like it. Offensive-minded coach. Yep. That was going to be my pick, honestly. But you got Brady on there. You have uh, all those star-studded casts with Randy Moss. You yep. need to have somebody to be able to make it all gel and uh, call the right plays, get creative with it. And Andy Reid has shown that he's creative no matter where he's at, whether it be Philly or uh, Kansas City. So I like the pick. Mm-hmm. Andy Reid. Reid, Super Bowl champ. Super Bowl champion now. Two-time Super Bowl champion. He was he brought the Eagles there once when he was uh, with them as well. So he had the, the pedigree there. He just didn't win one until he got to Kansas City. Mm. Helps to have a guy like Patrick Mahomes too, right? <laughs> it does. I know. Yeah. It took my it took my coach. <laughs> I know, right? Just, just sniping my tight end, and <laughs> I know I did. <laughs> sniping my coach. You may not have heard of it, Travis. May have audibly thrown something here in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to go pick my pen up earlier. <laughs> oh, I've been there. I've done that. We move on. All right, Derek, you got back-to-back selections here. All right, I think I'll uh, follow Eric and break the mold, except not with a coach. I'm going to punt returner. I think I'm going to go with Deion Sanders as the kick and punt returner. Prime time. Prime time. Coach prime. I mean, Eric already picked uh, the best ever to return to Devin Hester. I got to go with the second best. So, yeah. Deion Sanders, while he may not have, he was also a really good cornerback, but I thought he was better in coverage than he was against the run. But as far as running back kicks and punts, he was second only to Devin Hester. So, Mm. I I feel pretty good with that pick. There's one other person out there, but I agree with you. Slim Pickens at the uh, returners there for me. Yeah, I get on early, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, come on. I wasn't going to pick Devin Hester in one of my first five picks. Who would do that? Why? I'm me. <laughs> yeah, somebody did. I mean, he, uh, kick returns and punt returns can change the game. It just it depends on timing and if you got the blocking there as well. But uh, guys like Hester and uh, Deion Sanders uh, broke the games wide open sometimes. So kick returns do matter, even though even in this NFL league now where you're kicking off from the 30-yard line, it's a little tougher, but it still matters. I agree. All right. Oh, well, I'm up next again. Yep, you get to go again. Your last pick for the day. All right. No pressure. Someone who is still in the league, so this may be a little bit of a surprise, but with two big-body receivers, i got to go with somebody really fast, I feel like. So I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill as my third wide receiver. Ooh, Tyreek Hill. And I'm mainly just picking him because he can break the defense wide open with how fast he is, and you can get him out of the backfield as well. He can be used kind of like a scat back if you really need him to. With Fitzgerald and Calvin Johnson both being really big receivers, I feel like having a, a fast guy in the slot would be perfect. Yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that pick at all. Wow, nice. Tyree Kill. I wasn't even on, on my radar. <laughs> I got a little excited there. Sorry about that. It is, and I am actually going to be picking my second quarterback, who I think is going to be playing just as much as my first quarterback because of the style of offense. You mentioned Andy Reid and how he's not afraid to – get out there and, you know, try some different things. So my second quarterback I am picking, Michael Vick. <laughs> oh, my Two God. Two polar opposite play styles there. I like it. I mean, you can't argue with Michael Vick because he's 
he's electric uh, whenever he's on the field at all. Like he could, he doesn't even have to be lined up at quarterback, even though that's what he plays. Yeah, he, but could you imagine Vic running a wildcat, which they did in Philly under Andy Reid with a Randy Moss, a Gronk, an LT? Yeah, that would be insane. Well, and he's got a cannon arm too. It's not just like just that he's athletic and fast. He's got uh, a cannon arm just as much as Brady, if not more so. Like. I, I will never. I, I think I should get bonus points just because he was the first original cheat code in a Madden game. <laughs> that Madden that he's on the cover of, he was the greatest player ever in that game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was like the other video game, like Tech Mobile with the Bo Jackson. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he was definitely a cheat code on the field in real life as well. His time with the Falcons, yep. and then he went to the Eagles as well and had some success there uh, under Andy. Under Andy Reid. Yeah. And. Didn't he go to a, a? He went to a few other teams as well, but it was kind of just back and forth there. But those were the two main ones, and I mean, he was—you he, can't deny his success on the field because he was always, always running away from people. Nobody could catch him. Is the biggest, one of the biggest what if? Yeah, it wasn't for that whole dog fighting. Yeah, the off if the he field. didn't ruin himself and take those years away, where would he be in terms of all-time great? See, I, I don't know the, the status of Atlanta at the time when he was there, but uh, maybe if, if he stayed with Atlanta or even if he left Atlanta, who knows what could have happened if he didn't have yep. that scandal off the field. I know he played for the uh, Eagles as well. Yeah, he played yep. for the Steelers and Jets late too, I think. Ugh. Yeah. I, I don't know. Count those I want Falcon, Falcon Yeah, the Jets may be right, yeah. Well, those those were in the like the last couple of years of his career, so I don't hardly right, count yeah. those. In uh, 2014, he played for the Jets, and the 2015, he was with the Steelers. Yeah. Wow, I can't. Even, I didn't even remember those years. I only remembered his Steeler year because one of the primetime games that I was watching. So that's mm, number two. He wore the number two in yeah. Pittsburgh. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> he was number one with the Jets. Ew. Hmm. Man, but I'm just trying to imagine Michael Vick uh, at the repertoire of Andy Reid. And, yeah, uh, from, yeah. And I just, Adrian Peterson there, too. Yeah, Adrian Peterson. With the Steelers O-line of 96 that was really good at uh, run blocking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Recipe for disaster for any defense you go against. We're doing read option all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'll get the uh, last pick here for today to wrap up a day uh, number two. And uh, so I will go to the uh, wide receiver room. And I was just sitting around in my head uh, thinking about this one, kicking around. Do I go with this guy? There's three guys that I'm looking at here. And I'm not, I'll just be honest, I'm not in love with this pick, but uh, I like this uh, website that I'm looking at here, and I like that I'm going with guys that dominated in the 80s, 90s. This guy was more of the uh, 90s, and I'm going to go with Chris Carter as my wide receiver. Number two. I like that one. Yeah, he had... He was in the uh, Minnesota around the same time that Randy Moss was, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And then working was, in, I was gonna say that was the tail end of his career. Yeah, yeah. He, he really carried those Vikings teams in the mid '90s. Yeah, so yeah, that was like I said, that was before I started watching in, intensely. I was a little bit a little bit young then. I was a little kid, but yeah, he 
he had one, some of the best hands, and uh, he was actually, uh, I think, the mentor of Larry Fitzgerald, he, who was the ball yep. boy at the time with the Vikings for a few years yep. right at the tail end of his career. Mm-hmm. So if uh, you can, Fitz, if Fitzgerald has him as a mentor and he turned out that way, Chris Carter was what he embodied more or less. So right. I feel like, I mean, that's a, a great pick. He's one of the best for a reason. He played two seasons at the beginning of his career in Philadelphia, 87, yeah. 89. Drafted by Philly? And then he finished up his career in 2002 with Miami. But, yes, predominantly known as a Viking from the 90s to 2001. And he's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, class of 2013. And I was going to say, Travis, if anyone on your team messes up, he can give them a personal come on, man. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. And he's going to be a pretty good analyst, too. So, yep. You get some nice And a well-respected guy. Yeah, yeah right? he seems well-liked universally. I think yeah. he's one of the guys who, and I could be wrong, but I think he's one of the guys who's like leads one of the rookie like seminars of how to act in the league kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. Kind of like uh, Peyton's Omaha camp or whatever that is, the football camp that he does. Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. I don't know. I hadn't heard that, but somebody needs to be doing it. So, uh, these kids need to learn how to, how to act when they get into the NFL, right? Yeah. Okay, so Chris Carter... Off the board. To be fair, Chris Carter did say that rookies need to have a fall guy. That's back in 2015. At the rookie synopsis in 2014, he hasn't been used since in a rookie synopsis. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah, might not have been uh, universally liked. Probably not, <laughs> probably not the best thing to say. Anytime you're telling rookies, make sure you have a fall guy in your group so if you do something wrong, you have a guy you can blame it on. That's probably right. not, yeah, not the best advice. <laughs> Maybe you would tell that privately, but not in a, a seminar setting. Let's say kick off a day number three, the final day of the fantasy draft, snake draft of the greatest team of all time. So yeah, we'll see who who gets the diamonds in the rough for these later dra- later rounds. Right? Get our last picks in. Yes, that's usually when the diamonds come out. Except they're all diamonds with the greatest of all time. Yeah, that's true. That is fair. That is a fair assessment. So uh, we got our last six picks that we got going on here. And uh, so without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, let's get to the uh, final day of this little snake draft started. It's the final day, and usually these on day three, these type of guys get picked, and so might be a little early, but I'm gonna go ahead and uh, snag him because I really want him, and hey. He's there, so you go out and get who you want. And so I'm going to be drafting a kicker here, and I'm going to be uh, grabbing the greatest kicker of all time, and that's Justin Tucker. Definitely a cannon leg, I guess you could say. He's got a good good leg. He's got the uh, record for the longest kick, I believe. Yep, 66 yards. Yeah, 
it's an incredible kicker and he's still mm-hmm. going adding to his legacy exactly still his uh, career has uh, yet to conclude there still with the Ravens he's a Super Bowl champion of course and he has a career success rate of 90.5% on field goals and 98.8% in point after attempts so great tracker to there as well as the longest kick in uh, NFL history more or less automatic throughout his career pretty much yes and travis i'm gonna go off of you and go the kicker route as well and i'm going adam venetary you took my kicker who I was going to pick, but yeah, I mean, he's got the legacy in the playoffs. He's got the, uh, with the Patriots and the Colts, and I believe he has at least uh, one with both of them, if not multiple with New England. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, his track record uh, speaks for itself. He's clutch whenever you need him. Yep, he absolutely is. He did win a Super Bowl with the uh, Colts as well, and you remember him finally for the uh, Patriot years and all those clutch field goals that he made to win Super Bowls there so uh, yeah he's definitely a, a champion there played from the Patriots from 96 to 2005 and then he played quite a while with the Colts 2006 all the way to 2019. He had a very long career he didn't really wow. ever get injured and it was with the uh, Patriots that he wound up kicking the game winner over in the Super Bowl in the snow so you know that uh, weather will not affect him. That's true. And he obviously didn't have to worry about that in Indy. Yeah, in the dome. Nope. <laughs> so uh, there you go. The uh, kicker's going fast and uh, furious here <laughs> on a day number two with the first two picks there. So. Well, I think I will just stick with the trend here. I'll go with a kicker as well. And uh, there's a lot of good kickers out there, but I'm going to stick with uh, the homer pick on this one. I'm going to go Robbie Gold since he had had his best years with the Bears, or at least the majority of his career so far. And I'm going to go with him as my pick. Robbie Gold. He's always been consistent. He's been – there was one year where he was off, and that's actually the year that the Bears wound up letting him go after he had kind of an off year for him. But it was still – he's always been consistently good. And kicking in Chicago, you got to learn how to kick with the wind or against the wind. And there's been some times where he's been tested and, you, and he's made the kick. So I, I feel I feel good with this pick. Not bad. Not a bad pick at all. Well, I would pull up his uh, stats like I have everybody else, but he's not on any of my lists. Really? So. <laughs> well, like I said, this is more of a homer pick, and more like I I remember his uh, glory days with the with the Bears. So it's definitely glory to a reunion. Just pick up the phone. I don't know. Santos has been good, but if if they wind up, I've heard rumors that Santos may be a cap casualty. But if that happens, mm. I, would, I would welcome it. There you go. Snatch him up. He's just he's welcome to a reunion. Should have never been let go to begin with. Yes, that's very true. Let's continue on, and you got back-to-back picks here, so you're up again. All right, I think I will go with tight end this time around, and I've been kind of going back and forth between two of them. They're both actually Chargers tight ends. One was a little bit earlier on, and I think I'm going to go with Kellen Winslow uh, from their uh, heyday with, I think it was, what, Schottenheimer? No, 
That's not right. Uh, no. Well, either way, they had a, they had a really good offense during that time, and I remember him being one of the uh, mainstays for that offense, and he was always the go-to guy. I, th- I believe Dan Fouts was the quarterback yep. for most of his career. Yep. I do know that for sure. I'm not quite sure who the quarterback or the coach was, but yeah, Mr. Dan Fouts there. Yeah, it was always uh, they were airing it out quite a bit whenever he was there, and uh, he always gave it his all. He, he had the heart for. Uh, in the NFL, and he always gave everything that he could on the field, and it was proven in one of the playoff games he played, and he had to be carried off the field because he was playing so hard. Mm, Yep, that's an iconic image for sure. All right, I I really don't know where to go here because I I think that the guys I want, none of you guys are going to pick anyways, especially the defense because I'm the only one who can pick defense. Mm -hmm. So... I will go with a running back who is a bruiser. It's my final running back, and he I'm picking him up more so for his blocking than his actual running. I'm going Mike Allscott of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, he's definitely a big bruising running back for sure. And yep. you have him with Adrian Peterson and Ladainian Tomlinson. Tomlinson in the backfield. If uh, You just really need him to block for those guys. And yep. he's a big enough guy to be able to block pretty much anybody on the field. I love it. Broad, the broad shoulders, the oh, yeah. uh, big high pad in his uh, in the back. So definitely yeah. iconic there and during our time period. Again, with the team I have, I don't need a a third running back. I need someone to just block for either those two running backs you mentioned, Derek, or a Michael Vick running the option. The more blockers, the better with the offense you're looking to run there. So having him on there just adds to it. So I could go a couple of different ways here, and I will go, well... I'll save that one for uh, last here since I you already picked. You guys both have your kick returner and punt returner taken care of. So I'll just save that for a, a later date and I'll go ahead and I will grab my uh, final running back as well. And I will go along the same lines as a Derek here with picking a homer at, and that is Marshall Falk, one of mm. the key cogs in the greatest show on a turf there with the st louis rams of course he started out his career as a colt but uh, will go and went into the hall of fame most well known for his tenure as st louis his Colts career, or Colts tenure, kind of got overshadowed by the Greatest Show on Turf for good reason too, because mm-hmm. they were he was electric there, and there wasn't really much of anything that he couldn't do. He could uh, catch the ball. He, he was an effective runner, mm-hmm. and he fit right into that offense perfectly. Yeah, he had uh, nineteen thousand all-purpose yards. He is uh, one of just three players in NFL history to gain one thousand rushing yards and one thousand receiving yards in uh, the same season. He also holds the NFL record for most consecutive seasons with at least two thousand yards from scrimmage with. And, of course, he's a Super Bowl champion and a pro football Hall of Famer there in the class of 2011. Should be a two-time Super Bowl champion. (laughs) But thanks to the tuck rule, that did not happen. Homer pick for me with the uh, Rams, Marshall Falk. I'm surprised he fell this far, honestly. He's one of the best running backs in the game. Yep, and you got two more to fill there. I do, yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> you got your pick at the litter there with all our running backs being filled. He was on my list of, to pick, but now I have to have to look around a little bit more. Yep, have to adjust there. All right, so I will be up next again with back-to-back selections. And again, I want to take this guy, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, grab him. And I need a team guy. I need a guy that can go across the middle. I need a guy that can catch a clutch fourth down and is not afraid to get hit in the process to do anything for the team to win, including maybe even throw a pass or two. And of course, I'm talking about the a Steeler great Heinz Ward as my last wide receiver slot. I like that pick. Yeah, he's a big body receiver. I was used to going over the middle with the Steelers, so he definitely can take a hit and keep going and I like the pick. He goes well. I think it's a great pick, Travis. Yep, and I needed that other guy. You know, two of the other guys are flashy. Those are my two guys, but then the guy that can just, the ultimate team guy. Uh, I loved Heinz Ward uh, when he played, and of course he's a Super Bowl champion as well. Those third and short, time. third and short yardage situations, he'd be great for that. Finding holes in the zone, getting yep. open—that's all you need for your stuff. If you don't have the bruising running back that you want, then he's—that's another go-to guy you can go to. Well, for the first time in this draft, for me, I'm going to go defense, as I've done Finally. nothing but all the whole time. Figured it was about time to, you know, uh, yeah. might want to might want to get, get us some defense in there a little bit. So I'm going uh, with defensive line, and I've talked throughout this whole draft about the personalities on the offensive side. So I figured, you know what, let's just add personalities on the defensive side. I am picking the 1993 Dallas Cowboys defensive line of Charles Haley, Russell Maryland, Tony Tolbert, and Leon Lett. Giving up 14.3 points per game. They had 34 sacks, 36 forced turnovers, and 23 fumble recoveries. They were part of one of the best defensives of the year. And their personality alone is enough to make my team. Leon Lett. Leon Lett, of course. The Notorious. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, not all of his highlights may have been great, but uh, he the whole defense as a whole for that team that year was really good. And yep. the defensive line, I mean, you, you named two Hall of Famers, if I'm uh, yep. correct. So you, well, and the 93 Super Bowl, you know, obviously that was during Dallas's run of Super Bowls, but it was their defense that did most of that work. They gave up just over 70 yards rushing per game in the entire season, including forcing eight turnovers in three games of that postseason. That that defense, and specifically that line, was tough to deal with. Yeah, they definitely did their job and then some that year. So yep. great pick there on defense. And like we were saying earlier, diamond in the rough. A diamond yes. in all of the diamonds. 93 Dallas Cowboys defensive yes. line. Uh, that was not on my short list. I didn't think so. Yeah, well, during that time in the 90s with the Cowboys, their offense kind of got all the headlines, but the defense was the one that was carrying the load for for them to get all the way to the uh, Super Bowl. So I like the pick. It's true. That's true. So we got, of course, an all-time list that wouldn't be complete without at least someone from the 90s Cowboys teams. So we move on here, and Derek is up again. back-to-back selections here yeah and i got two running back positions to fill here i think i'm gonna fill one now uh emmett smith i feel like that's there we a, go another cowboy yeah that is a 
a good safe pick there. He was all he was one of the uh, main reasons why they were so good on offense. He uh, has the league lead in rushing, and I don't know. Uh, they were always really good during his time, so he was always consistent, a consistent runner, and could catch the ball out of the backfield as well. He has uh, twenty one thousand over twenty one thousand yards from a scrimmage, a, whole, a total of one hundred and seventy five total touchdowns. Pro Football Hall of Famer, a part of the all time one hundred team in a twenty nineteen, and of course will help uh, those Super Bowl winning Cowboys win uh, three of them, I believe. And he was also the Super Bowl MVP as yep. well. And uh, he did play for Arizona for the last one or two yeah. seasons of his career yeah it seems like <laughs> arizona seems like a catch-all for uh retiring players emmett smith with this pick like that pick like it a lot all right i'm up again all right i think i'm gonna follow eric's style here with the running backs actually um i'm gonna go with a big bruising running back to kind of block for the two here i'm gonna go with john riggins who is uh, oh, i love that yeah big bruising running back for the uh, for washington at the time I absolutely love that one. He wasn't. He didn't really make you miss much. He was more just run right at you and run you over. So uh, if you put give him a free room to block anybody he wants, I feel like he could block pretty much anybody on the field, just like with Eric's pick with the running back earlier. Over 13,000 yards from scrimmage, a total of 116 total touchdowns. He's a pro football Hall of Famer, class of 1992. And also here, his nickname was Diesel. Ooh, like a big like, truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and known for his punishing rushing style and freakish toughness. One of eight players in NFL history to rush for at least 10,000 yards and score at least 100 rushing touchdowns. And he's also Super Bowl champion and regular season and Super Bowl MVP as well. Hey, you can't beat that. Lots of hardware to add to his repertoire there. Mm-hmm. And it was he was a New York Jet from 1971 to 75. So started out his career with the Jets. More known for Washington. Yeah, I didn't really know that. Yeah. Learn something every day. All right, I'm going uh, defensive back, and I know we've mentioned the linebacker group of this defense, but I think the defensive back group is just as good. I'm going the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a solid pick. Was that Ed Reed as well that was in that? Mm-hmm. It was early on in his career, I know that. Ed- Ed Reed was there, Rod Woodson was there, yeah. Dwayne Stark, Chris McAllister, Corey Ivey. Yeah, the first two alone are enough to get him on this list. So, I mean, that's, yep. uh, that defense was known to carry Trent Dilford to a Super Bowl. So, it wasn't just yep. Ray Lewis alone that helped him that, that second. Uh, yeah, uh, that that 2000 Ravens defense is lauded as one of the best defenses of all time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think you got to have all three – uh, at least two thirds of it on this list, so I'm, I'm giving you the defensive back. You see the? Have you seen the documentary of that on the Thirty for Thirty? I have. Yeah, it was great. I like. I say I haven't caught it, so I did really see uh, that even Tom Brady recognized their greatness. At least with Ed Reed, he had a his little playbook that he had whenever they're facing off in the playoffs. He's like, look for twenty every play. He had it yep. written on there, so mm-hmm. you knew that at least one of the players of that secondary. Was uh, made sure Brady made sure to know that where he was at all times. The uh, 2000s Ravens off the board, and that's going to be the uh, yeah, it's going to be the final 2000 Ravens group uh, pick. Yep. No one picked the defensive line. Nope, I uh, thought about it. I also had Tony Saragusa. Yeah, right. I did. 
R.I.P. Saragusa. Back-to-back picks here, so I will go with my other quarterback and going back and forth on this one. But, hey, with my theme of Patrick Mahomes, he can uh, obviously do it through the air. He can scramble a little bit. Eric's already got the ultimate scrambling quarterback. I'm going to go with this guy who's also good at uh, scrambling as well. And I'm going to go with a John Elway as my mm-hmm. second quarterback. I like that pick. He's sneaky sneaky quick but in there in the backfield he uh the big highlight for elway was always the uh, the helicopter uh play where oh, yeah. he, he got hit as he was diving for the end zone and then the announcer's yep. like you think he wants this one yeah i think he wanted that one yeah for you're, sure you're always going to get 100 percent of his heart every play definitely that was on his way to the his first super bowl championship and then he of course uh, went on to win the following super bowl as well and he retired as a super bowl champion did the ultimate hollywood ending there and he is also a 2004 pro football hall of famer uh, he actually has rushed for 3,407 rushing yards, good for 11th among quarterbacks. And, so, And the architect of the drive that killed Cleveland mm-hmm. teams. So. Yep. One of the things that is illustrious in Cleveland lore. <laughs> One of the kill Cleveland hope. So my next pick will be with the kicking and returning us. Specialists. I know you guys already got that locked down, but uh, I will go here. And I was going back and forth on uh, two guys, but Eric's already got uh, the best one. And uh, Derek's got the flashiest one. So those are the top two picks, I think, trendy ones. Um, so I'm going to go here with a lesser known household name, I guess you'd say, but maybe should be known. He's definitely known for a special team prowess because he didn't really do a lot at wide receiver. But I'm going to go with Joshua Cruz ribs as my kick returner and punt returner yeah great pick he's probably third or fourth on most people's list for returners at least uh, even though he had kind of a short career it was due to injuries i believe in the last part of his career but he was a bigger guy than most of the returners he could uh, run over some people if he needed to and then he also had the quickness the the breakaway speed as well of course the other guy that i was going back and forth on was cordell patterson he holds the record of four uh, most kickoffs in a career he returned nine kickoffs and the thing that swung me here with Cribs was that Cribs has eight career rushing touchdowns, including three in one season in 2009. I believe that was the year that he returned two kickoffs in one game, and he's tied with uh, nine others to do that. And he also has two kickoff returns, and both of those were over 100 yards as well, tied with Ted Ginn Jr. for that. So he has eight career kickoff returns, but he also has three punt returns for touchdowns and Cordell Patterson has zero punt returns for touchdowns so more of a kickoff specialist was Cordell Patterson so that's why Cribs gets the edge here for me my kicker and a punt returner yeah, versatility on the punts helps as well. And I know on kickoffs, it seems to be they get a running start and it's a little bit more wide open. On a punt return, yeah, it can go any which way. There can be guys all around you. And if he's still able to get into the end zone, that, that just proves that he's one of the greatest. Well, now no one takes punts or kicks off back, particularly kickoffs. Right. Yeah, right. Bringing, the, bringing the kickoff up like that will do that. <laughs> yeah. Killed the kick return game. Yep, it most certainly did. So all these records that we're talking about is – probably going to stand for a while all right we talked uh, throughout this draft about how if your defense has a nickname 
they're probably pretty good. So yep. I'm going with a nickname that not a lot of people know about, and that is the Doom B- Patrol out of New Orleans in the late 80s. This group is cited as one of the greatest defensive groups of all time and was rated by NFL Network as the number one linebacker core in NFL history. All four members are part of the Saints' 45th anniversary team. Three quarters of them are in the Hall of Fame. When they were together, they were all pro balls a total of 20 times together. My statistics don't lie, and that is illustrious for all of them on that, definitely. All four members were invited to the Pro Bowl in 92. This remains the only time in NFL history that four linebackers from the same team have made a Pro Bowl together. Jackson, Vaughn Johnson, Sam Mills, and Pat Swelling. Yeah, definitely a a linebacker crew that you don't normally hear about yeah kind of fly under the radar but and they're not really household names but the stats don't lie with that i mean they were successful two of them are hall of fame members pro football hall of fames uh two more are members of college football hall of fame all four are in the saints hall of fame but yeah i mean this the team did not have a winning record in any of the seasons before they got together defense improved to seventh best in points allowed per game in 86 and then in 87 the team finished 12 and 3 and it was because of that group. Yeah, and it was probably the offense that let them down more than anything in that time. There yeah, you go. The uh, the Saints, they were hot garbage for a while. Yep. 86 to 92 was when they were all with the Saints. Well, not one that I expected, but a great pick. And uh, you can't argue with the stats on that. Again, we say diamonds in the rough. And that well, one. to be fair, I've had two days to look for the defense. Yeah, and you know you don't have any competition with us picking them either. So that's right. Wow, you should have already had that already researched. I did, but I I was <laughs> nitpicking. You're just going back and forth. I was. Hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So Derek, you're up next for your final two. All right. So I just need a coach and one more quarterback. Correct. Yep. All right, I'll start with the coach. I'm going to go with the only one that has the unbeaten season, Don Shula, from the Dolphins. Solid pick right there. There was a yep. yeah. There was a quote uh, about him. I forget who it was from, but the uh, the person said that Don Shula is the type of coach that could take your team and beat beat his, and take his team and beat yours because that's how good of a coach he was. I don't know if that's accurate. I don't know if he could actually do that, but he's got the only unbeaten season in the NFL. That's got that, for some. Yeah, the Patriots almost got it in 2007, but fell one game short. Uh, but that was also when there was only a 14 game season, so they had less opportunities to lose one of the games if that mm-hmm. counts for anything i like that caveat they added there <laughs> the more games you have to play the more opportunities you have that you could possibly lose but it you can't argue with his success he's still the winningest coach in history and exactly. not in postseason history belichick did beat him out for that but he's still got about i believe about 30 wins or so over belichick at this point but he is he always had success no matter uh, what year it was. No matter who he had on his team, he always got the best out of him. Yeah, that's about right. 30, 30 wins. That's uh, about right according to the stats I'm looking at. Hall of Famer, 1997. And some people are arguing that is the only reason why Belichick is still coaching to try to catch up to that uh, all-time wins record that Shula has. All right, you're up again. Last pick here. 
Yeah, you actually took one of my uh, other quarterback I was going to take, uh, John Elway, because I feel with Joe Montana, I have the accuracy and the, the cool-headedness, but he doesn't have the strongest arm. That's true. So I'm going to go with uh, Dan Marino here for my second quarterback. He's got the, one of the strongest arms in NFL history, and he never did get to a Super Bowl, but that's because he had to go up against the likes of, uh, well, the Bears were – uh, dominant during the 80s as well but he had to go against the patriots during the 80s he had to go against the, the cowboys early on whenever they were get, starting to get dominant and then of course the 49ers during that time in the nfc the afc was kind of loaded during that time and marino didn't always have all the help that he needed mm. still no rings though yeah no rings for him but not he was always one of the best not a hall of famer <laughs> not a hall of famer for travis here yeah he doesn't have a super bowl Come on. But it's a he team game. It. He made it to the Super Bowl. He did make it, yeah. He did, but didn't win. Didn't win. That's unfortunate. <laughs> he sounds so sad about it. <laughs> yeah, right. he, he had all kinds of great teams going. he was going up against during that time. He has the, the, the arm for it. That was the main reason why I picked him was because Montana didn't have the biggest arm, and I've got Tyreek Hill on my team. I want to be able to get the ball all the way to him. So I figured Dan Marino would be the one to do it. Yeah, it definitely is one downside from Joe Montana is the arm strength there. So I kind of like that from from that aspect. And, uh, of course, you know, Dan Marino, no Super Bowls, but could have had one. He's the only team to beat the 85 Bears that year. Yeah. Yep, he he just didn't get upset by those darn Patriots. He was, one, he was one game away from playing them again in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. Uh, just didn't get upset. And I'm but, sure the Bears were wanting some payback there, but who knows? They could they have were, lost that game they if they were against him. That would have been an awesome Super Bowl. It would have it been. It was much better than what we got that year. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why I said it. probably would have put up more than 10 points. Ah, for sure. Oh, 100%. Uh, one of my biggest what-ifs in the sports for me, the 85 Super Bowl. But. Yeah, that, that game between the Patriots and the, the Dolphins was kind of like the Patriots Super Bowl with how the, the actual Super Bowl went for them because it was a, a really close game, a nail-biter to the end. So. Mm. Dan Marino is Derek's final pick there, rounding out his squad. And also, you know, you got Don Shula, famous Dolphins coach. And yep. you got the famous Dolphins quarterback. So yep. they know each other a little and bit. And you got Tyree Kill. Yeah. So what we found out is that Derek's a closet Dolphins fan. Closet Dolphins fan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He's got Dolphins all over the place on your team. I also got three ba- uh, three different Bears on there. I am it's a Bears true. fan. It's true. Dolphins the Bears. That's who Derek roots for. <laughs> yeah, that's his top two. That's why he wanted that 85 Super Bowl. Yeah, that makes total sense to be a Bears and Dolphins fan. (laughs) (laughs) I just recognize that they've had a lot of good teams over the years, too. Yeah. And, hey, you know, Tyreek Hill is super fast. He's a cheetah for a reason. Yeah. We have come to Eric's final pick. Yeah, my final pick is a wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And I have – Travis, what's your last pick? Coach. Okay. So I can be a little open here. I have four written down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who to pick. Mm-hmm. And going back and forth, I already have enough head cases on my team. So I don't know if I want to add another one. But I think he is the best wide receiver still out there. So I feel like I know who you're talking about. Uh, I'll do it. Give me T.O. Ooh, yeah. Terrell Owens. T.O. 
He definitely he was iconic for always having some sort of celebration after he scored, including yep. the infamous uh, popcorn celebration in the end zone. Yep, get your sharpies ready. <laughs> yeah, 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 but you. He was always one of the best receivers to play, uh, even though he may have uh, stayed in the league a little bit too long and tried to get back into the league here recently. Yep. I think he still yep. is. But besides Randy Moss during that time, he was probably the best in, in the league. And him beside Randy Moss in the same yeah. offense is scary. That is. It really is. I, I was going back and forth again, since no one has a wide receiver. I was going back and forth between him, Michael Irvin, Isaac Bruce, or Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. Jefferson, a little bit too early for Jefferson, nice. I would think. But he's he's been good yep. for his, every year he's been in the league. Yep, and last year was really a good year. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I couldn't justify making him one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Yeah, that's true, especially with all the rest out there. Yeah, and then mm. I didn't mention Antonio Brown or Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson, yeah. Get the gold jacket ready. <laughs> yeah. Did you had Chad Johnson or Ojo Cinco? I had I had Chad Johnson. I mm. thought he played better as uh, whenever he was Chad Johnson, but I think so. Yeah, overall he was at least. less of a distraction as Chad Johnson. Yeah, true. What's amazing about uh, Terrell Owens is you know you think of guys like one team normally stands out, but for a TO there's like three teams for him that stand out the 49ers of course philadelphia and dallas as well so and he was successful at all three locations playing right. under three different coaches and three different systems right i wanted i wanted to pick him but uh, i knew that him and jerry rice were already teammates at one point late in jerry's career Right. So, what could have happened if Jerry was in his prime with To in his prime? But yeah, I didn't for... want to pick him because I already have enough head cases. But why not add another one? Why not? Why not? You're, least, you're this far into it. My team would be the most talked about team in in the league. <laughs> yeah, because it always Every has something week to say. Get in trouble for something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, To had the the iconic it was a catch two, I believe. But uh, he had that, and then he had a, he played in the Super Bowl with the Eagles, even though they lost it. He wasn't one of the reasons why. Uh, right. Oh, no. Yeah. Great pickup there. I think it was, like, hurt, too. Yeah, he was. Yeah, uh, was. McNabb was playing through an injury or a, an illness, at least. I know that. Plus, you know he's going to stand up for your quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> for better or worse, through the media headlines, but yes. I remember that from Dallas when he's talking about Tony <laughs> Romo. That's my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, he showed his ultimate teammate there. Or that he point. could help my, our guys train in their driveway by doing sit-ups. It's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just keep his uh, agent out of your business. Yep. And, of course, he also did play for two other teams after the Cowboys, as no one remembers him with Buffalo. But yep. he did play with the Bills in 2009. And then the, the following year, he tried to team up with Chad Johnson in Cincinnati. Didn't, uh, didn't he have a, uh, play with Seattle before the, the season started as well? I feel like he was there when Russell Wilson started. I don't know. And his pro football reference just lists those five. Okay. Well, so. he, I don't think he made it to the final roster for the year, so that might be why. Yeah, that could be. Yep. And, of course, a Hall of Famer yes. as yep. well. So. All right, so we've come uh, to uh, the uh, last pick here yep. in uh, this uh, fantasy draft and a Mr. Yeah. Irrelevant for coach. the all-time team. It is a coach for me. I was just going to say, I love how that ended up happening because there's always the talk of 
is a is a football coach really important to the team that we have a coach being mystery relevant <laughs> let debates continue <laughs> that was not intentionally done that way but it is kind of funny how that did work out that way uh, so uh, i really thought that Derek was uh, gonna go with this guy so uh, i'm glad that he uh, fell to me and i'm glad that he is my mr irrelevant because i'm picking bill belichick i thought about picking bill belichick but uh I don't know. I, I couldn't pass over Don Shula. But, yeah, you can't argue with Belichick either. He, I think he started in Cleveland. Yeah. And then he went to the Patriots, and the rest is history with him and Brady. He was on my short list. Yeah, I, I had Andy Reid and Bill Belichick on my list. I also had Tom Landry on there, Tom Coughlin as well. That was kind of my sneaky pick. But. I had Landry. Yeah, I did. I also looked at Landry's uh, status good track record for him i was gonna say now that we've completed our draft we want to go through and see who we have like that you know just missed the like s- snub the snubs the snub sure so for quarterback myself um peyton manning yeah that's the first one that came to mind for me drew Brees, aaron Rodgers. yeah brett Favre. brett Favre. steve young yeah he was gonna. He was gonna be um, uh, my pick, but I decided to go Elway there. He was on my short list. Harry Bradshaw, Eli. Well, uh, Eli's. Uh, he he was clutch when it mattered, but he was kind of throughout the regular season. He was just above average. Yeah, yep. exactly. He had the Manning gene. That's what helped him. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, my running back short list. I had uh, running backs. I had Eric Dickerson. Yeah, he's one of them missed. Uh, Jamal Lewis, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I, I was. I thought about picking him instead of John Riggins, but I figured uh, he still has more to go on his career, and he's been a little bit injured, so that's why I didn't you hope. with him. You hope. Yeah, you ho- you're hopeful with that, exactly. Uh, uh, Terrell Davis. Yeah. I, he's on my short list. Thurman Thomas was on my list as well. Sean Alexander. Ooh, yeah. And to me, Derek, you talked about Emmett Smith, and as people know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I love Emmett Smith. But the guy who made Emmett Smith work was Daryl Moose Johnston, the fullback, who busted open the blocks. Yeah. And I really thought about going with him instead of Allscott uh, as far as that blocking fullback, but uh, someone who doesn't get the uh, the recognition they deserve there. And Emmett Smith has even said that. Without him there, he'd get nowhere close to those rushing yards. Always helps to have blockers in front of you doing their job well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, let's see. I did have a couple of those guys on the uh, short list. I know uh, no one picked up Bo Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Eddie George. Yep. Frank Gore. Yeah. Oh. The longevity. Yeah, he was yep. Iron Man. <laughs> and uh, also on my short list was OJ. I thought about him. Yeah, I considered it. I also considered his offensive line, too. Yeah. Offensive lines are the always year, the year that he uh, he rushed for like two thousand yards in the season. The team as a whole rushed for three thousand yards. Mm-hmm. So doing work in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. Those those two Bills and OJ was on my list. So uh, wide receiver, I had or tight end, I guess uh, Jimmy Graham. Yeah, he had heyday there with the Saints for sure. Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Yep, on my short list. Devontae Adams. Yeah, wide receiver. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Antonio Gates, another one I had on my short list. Yeah, Antonio. That's, yep. that's who I thought you were going with, Derek. When you're talking about San Diego. Well, yeah, it was between him and Kellen Winslow, and I decided to go with yeah. Kellen Winslow because of I just. But not Kellen Winslow Jr., right? No, he didn't have nearly the type of career that his dad did. Oh, I was just double checking. Yeah. Uh, let's see a couple of tight ends that I 
no one really even thinks about him, but maybe we should. He was like a sneaky tight end, Jason Witten. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ditka. Yeah, Ditka. Could have yeah. went him with a tight end or a coach. Or a coach. So. Yeah, I always thought of Ditka as more of a, a motivator type of coach. He wasn't really more into X's and O's. That's why he had his coordinators. But right. Yeah. I was maybe a team like what uh, Eric has. He, he might be able to keep him, keep a fire lit under him and keep them all together. I don't know. Oh, I, I think that there would be so many fights and fines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'd, he'd try to tamp down on it, whereas I think Andy Reid would be more creative with it. Well, and going back to the T.O. thing, Andy Reid, T.O. Yeah, already had him on the team once. He knows how to deal with that headache. Yeah, there was a lot of people that, because it's a, a fairly short draft, we couldn't get everybody, all the big-name ones. There's all kinds right. of players out there that were left out for this. Yeah, like there's like a ton of people wide receiver wise oh yeah that were uh left out well and someone travis i know you mentioned uh, cordell patterson as far as kick returning um don't sleep on deshaun jackson either he was the one i was thinking of maybe other than tyreek mm-hmm. hill because he's fast as well yeah I, I just thought of it he had a little bit of an injury problem at the back end of his career but mm-hmm. i don't know tyreek hill just seemed like he's even faster than what deshaun jackson was in his prime to me at least yeah oh, i also yeah. think the Mid two thousand Colts defensive line was really good. Robert Mathis and yeah. uh, Dwight Freeney. Yeah. Yep. Did the Bears secondary from eighty five get picked? No. There's nope. another one that uh, uh, Gary Fensick and Leslie Frazier, all those guys. Yep. And none of the Bears from their Super Bowl run in two thousand six got picked either. With Brian Urlacher, Lance Briggs, uh, none of those guys. And that was about the only group that probably would have been picked uh, for me right. at least. Well, I think, I mean, Briggs had a good year or two, but I don't think I can say that group is the best all time. Yeah, it was pretty much, Urlacher had him in the right position more than anything. Yeah. I was trying to look up offensive lines. I know I thought maybe the 90s Cowboys offensive lines Yeah, would have been there. 99 uh, 49ers I had written down. Uh, the, Bron- the Broncos. Yeah. Late, uh, late 90s Broncos. The 80s Bears offensive lines were fairly good there for mm-hmm. a while, too. Yeah, had, I see this as I was scrolling down. And I think most of those on that line were draft picks as well. Mm-hmm. When the Bears could actually draft well. <laughs> What's that? I know, right? That is not, not something that happened here recently. Well, we'll find out if they turn that around tonight. Yeah, we'll see. So, that's it. We, we've done it. We have done it. We, we drafted our uh, all-time team, so... We're never doing it again, right? <laughs> uh, what sport are we doing next? Uh, NBA. Gay draft would be next. College football. College football next. Baseball. Oh, uh, baseball. Draft? Baseball. Yeah, I like that. What do you know about baseball, Derek? Uh, not much. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not as strong suit as football time team. I mean, I know of teams here in the area like the Cubs. I know some players from their Super Bowl run. I know some players from the Cardinals Super Bowl run. Uh, or not Super Bowl. Champion, yeah, world championship they, run. They don't uh, do Super Bowls yeah, there. Their world championship, the, the Cubs want to know some players from there. Some of them, but the Cardinals won for a few years there in the uh, 2000s, I know. Beyond that, I really don't know much about baseball. I'm sorry, guys. Well, all right. We might have to pull someone else in from for that baseball draft then. But yeah. I can attempt, yeah. but I can't say that it'll be one of the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can put a nice attempt there. So hope everyone enjoyed uh, this uh, exercise here. And uh, thanks for uh, Derek for uh, joining us here, coming yeah, in man. and uh, coming on the podcast and 
be in the starting lineup uh, show of three again. Yeah. So thanks like for it. thanks for joining us. Yeah, if we want to do this again, let me know. I'm all bo- on board. Absolutely. Anytime though, we need to talk football for sure. We know to hit uh, who to hit up here at yep. the uh, station. Our guy Derek. So uh, that will do it for us, guys. And uh, hopefully you enjoy the draft as well. So uh, we will talk to you again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we are out. Peace.